0: So I don't even know what we're going to call this, but maybe if you just introduce yourself, who you are. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah.
1: All right, awesome. Arvin Bisbal, I'm from Workplace Partners. I'm a workplace relations specialist and I advise and protect small business employers.
0: And how long have you been doing it for?
1: I've been doing this now for about, in the business alone, 10 years, um, but outside of that, in total, working for other companies too, about 20 years.
0: Yeah, wow. Yeah. And never seen anything like we're seeing this week? No, definitely not. No, No.
1: we've been through the GFC, but this is nothing.
0: Were you around in a similar environment with the GFC?
1: Actually, no. I was working in a larger organisation, so they could actually take quite a bit of that force. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And how how did the two... I've seen a few people talk about the relationship between them, but... Um, uh, friends of mine that are in the stock market said this is unprecedented um, in their like working life, um, even uh, with the GFC.
1: Oh, absolutely! Yeah, absolutely.
0: Well, it's pretty new for us, but we've yeah. Just in the last few days, we've um, had quite a few clients' uh, marketing budgets just stop overnight. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone's in panic stations, and um, everyone's uh, resu- everyone's action. I think at the moment is just to pull all. Um, expenses as much as they can. So, um, I think one of the things that we'll get into as well is yeah, talking about um, employees, redundancies, um, mm-hmm. leave entitlements, things like that for employers that um, are going to be asked the question by probably some of their employees. Yes. Um, and don't, um, I heard um, oh, the ex Lord Mayor speaking the other morning um, uh, on ABC, but mm-hmm. he was quite vague about um, details um, and uh, talking very much like a politician. (laughs) Yeah, I think there is quite a bit of uncertainty out there. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Absolutely. I don't uh, think anyone can give us a straight answer at this point.
0: No, No. and they might not not know the answer.
1: Look, uh, the most important thing that small or or mid-sized business employers should do if they don't have a HR manager already is communicate, communicate, communicate. Um, They should probably head off to um, proper authoritative sources, such as the Department of Health yep. or the World Health Organization and educate themselves on, you know, what steps they should be taking in the workplace in terms of safety and hygiene to protect their workers uh, and also to protect their clients. Um, so, yeah. you know, it's, it's twofold. A business, I guess, needs to look at the safety of its workers and also how to survive. Yes. Um, so the first step I would say is educate yourself, go to the Department of Health, Go to World Health Organization. Get yourself some information, and then put in place those hygiene practices yeah. in your workplace to best protect your workers. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
0: And so, do you think the the role of HR within organisations that have them is, is changing as well, or because this would be new to them too, wouldn't
1: it? Oh, yeah, look, yeah. it's new to everyone. Right. Um, yeah. I, I don't think everyone, anyone, is ready for it, uh, unless, of course, they could predict the future somehow. Yeah. Um, but in terms of uh, HR, I just spoke to a HR manager in Sydney this morning and um, they've got their whole team bogged down on that issue. And so you've got these other HR issues to deal with, yeah. but that's just, you know, put it on the side. We've got to figure out how to communicate with our teams, especially when you've got three, four, 500 employees and you're trying to figure out how do I communicate with everyone that's actually working remotely.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Go it's... On. um. Uh, yeah, it all comes down to communication and making sure you've got the systems to communicate with people are working from home too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because I heard the New York Times yesterday, I was listening to a podcast where they actually um, got hold of some key um, medical professionals who have been working in Italy at, uh, at the Cold Face for the last few weeks. Right. Yeah, some of the stories that he was talking about, um, it was, uh, yeah, right. were, were horrible to listen to, but... Um, uh, yeah, his advice was to learn from their mistakes mm-hmm. um, and, uh, yeah, obviously isolation is a big part of trying to like, yes. slow down the curve. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. Um, but there's a, a huge amount of implications for those sort of comments that um, we have to deal with um, daily um, and take ourselves out of the equation. Um, what are some of the things that you think uh, um, small business are going to really struggle with over the next... Few months.
1: I I think the biggest thing that they're going to struggle with is generating revenue. Yeah. You know, everyone's in this uh, stage where. Uh, things are unpredictable. Yeah, uh, people are not probably spending as much, or they're spending on only essential items. Yes, um, so most businesses, I guess, are, are starting to see a decline. I mean, I've had um, just this week alone quite a few of my clients calling and saying we need to start looking at redundancies. Well, what are the steps for redundancies? Yeah. So, it's 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 a huge. Impact financially for businesses, and they've got to just look at how do we survive essentially.
0: What are some of the options with say redundancies for small business um, in the the landscape at the moment? Because I is there, is there any scope for, for that to change? Or do you think that the um, how redundancies work at the moment is how they're going to work for the coronavirus? So yeah.
1: Look, I, I think it's unlikely that Fair Work is going to move to change the Fair Work legislation, Fair Work Act around, yeah. um, you know, redundancies and payments for redundancies and the steps that you need to take under modern awards yeah. or your enterprise agreement. Um, but uh, they are... Um, I guess, processes in place where if a business can't afford to pay redundancy, they can make certain applications to the Fair Work Commission. I won't go into that in detail yeah, here. Okay. Um, but if, fallback. yeah, they use that fallback, um, it's not instant. Yeah. And uh, the Fair Work Commission might probably be flooded with, you know, those sort of applications. So just got to be conscious of that too. Yeah. Yeah, okay. That's it's, it's a difficult one. Yeah. Because um, on the one hand, you've got uh, employees that are fearful of, Coming into work, yes. Um, whether it's it's a you know a genuine fear or not, because um, there's a lot out there in the media, so you don't know what the employees are actually feeding themselves in terms of
0: the yeah. information
1: around the virus. Um, but I, I would strongly recommend that the businesses follow the guidelines of the Department of Health. Yes. And at the moment, it's you know that the employee has to self isolate if they've returned. From an overseas trip for yes. up to 14 days if they do rock up to work send them home yes. definitely um and also report it to the authorities um because they've put everyone else in the workplace at yeah. risk so the employer's got it um that's you a know, good question sure. i know that they can issue fines and i believe safe poll can actually do spot checks so oh, i'm assuming okay, so they the come place. under that authority because that's the media is just saying the authorities okay? yeah, which yeah. authorities <laughs> yeah um the the other thing too is yeah they've put the rest of your team at risk, it's a pretty selfish yes. act, if you, if you ask me. Yeah. Um, so, if you've put anyone else at potential risk, then the employer needs to make sure that um, they've communicated it to the other staff without, I guess, in any way discriminating or, yeah. uh, I guess, impinging on the privacy of that person. Um, yeah, okay. So you want to be careful about how you do it. You might simply say, "Look, you know, someone in the workforce." If you're small, I think everyone's going to know who it is. Yeah. But you know, if you've got a good size and you say someone, so therefore, if you d- develop symptoms, please make sure you see your doctor. Yeah. I think that's very important. Yeah.
0: So just educating. Exactly. And, and, stuff. Um,
1: and the other thing too is, if a family member of the employee has been diagnosed and then the same household, then that employee needs to self isolate too. Yeah. Okay. So check all the requirements with Dep- Department of Health. Yeah. Um, and, and that's the best way to go in terms of what you should be doing within the workplace, who can enter and who shouldn't be entering into your workplace. Uh, look, I think the first thing to do is to speak to the employee and generally get a grasp of what the fear is. If it's simply a fear that, you know, if I walk out of my house, I, I might get this infection and, yeah. and not just because the workplace is not safe or because the employer hasn't put in safety practices, um, yeah, then it's okay. probably unreasonable for the employee to then also continue to expect to be paid for not showing up yeah, to work. Okay. Yeah. Um, so the employer might want to take steps then to deal with that employee, whether it's a disciplinary action or whether it's simply, look, everyone's scared. I'm yeah. just going to let you stay at home on unpaid leave because I can't afford for you to stay at home on paid leave. Yeah. Okay. Uh, not paid leave, sorry to pay you for doing nothing, essentially.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, I guess, yeah, if your employee's not coming in, then you need to determine why. Yes. And if it's a case that they've pointed out, you know, certain safety protocols within the business that's not being followed, or then the employer needs to take steps to... Yeah, uh, okay. Decide how to fix that make those changes and then invite the employee to return back to work.
0: Okay. Um, Another question actually came up yesterday with um, my hairdresser. She was saying that they have had quite a few cancellations um, Mm. uh, but they're still busy. But if it gets to a point where they are unable to work and they're forced to go home, um, what leave would that start to come out of?
1: Okay. So by negotiation, the employer and employee can... Sorry, by agreement, the employer and employee can... um, take any accrued annual leave or long service leave that the employee might have. Okay. Um, if there's no leave then it's probably unpaid leave. Um, the other thing too is that if the employee cannot be usefully employed because of the situation being out of the employer's control uh, then the employer could also look at standing down the employee but any employer that stands down employees should probably seek advice before they do that.
0: Is the only way forward for in that case redundancy?
1: Uh, no, so if you stand down an employee they're still your employee oh, it's just okay. that they're not actually getting paid whereas if you do a redundancy then you're cutting off the ties in that employment relationship right okay yeah so there's two different options yeah. actually there's multiple options one yeah, of them okay. could even be a temporary variation to the role uh let's say someone's full-time to buy agreement vary it to a part-time arrangement um,
0: yes.
1: and you can work from home on a part-time basis doing xyz duties so, your phone, email, or we can even get on Zoom or Skype, you know, whatever suits the situation best because sometimes it's not as easy as doing a phone call okay. or an email. You actually need to take time to understand the situation. Yeah, and okay. so, we might go through on Zoom or Skype to have a longer conversation.
0: And then how does it work on Because I know for a lot of small businesses, HR isn't something that they generally have access to or the ability to even uh, contact. Mm-hmm. Um what um uh what would a relationship with you look like ongoing? Is it a like a retainer based, or is it a um, just a a call on when you need? Or um, yeah, so
1: we we have uh, two different options, I yeah. guess. One is you know if you're just calling in for quick advice then we'll just charge you our time for that period okay um if you want ongoing hr support and someone in the background essentially so when you need any answers uh you need some documents etc then you would just contact us and it's a a monthly fee that you pay to keep us on for about 12 months yeah okay so um if an employee um yeah it's um positive for the virus and then self-isolation or they can't work, they can access all their leave entitlements, so yep, clean annual leave, leave and long service leave, sick leave even, yeah. Yep. Um, and the important thing to note is sick leave um, is generally only payable if someone is sick or if you're caring for someone who's sick. Yes. So if you're in self-isolation, technically you're not sick. Right. So that's where, so we get technical here. Yeah. You yeah. would access annual leave or long service leave by agreement. Um, but generally, it's not sick leave or carers leave. Um, so, if if, it's, if that's the case and they actually have been tested positive, or you know, the doctor confirms that they're sick, then yes, yeah. you would pay out your um, okay. personal carers leave. Is uh,
0: if the employee uh, agrees, is sick leave able to be utilised during that time, or is that uh, would generally be called something else? Would be
1: look it, again, we're in an unprecedented situations. So yeah. I think if the employer you know wants to make it available to. Uh, um, the employee, um, yes. given the situation, or let's just say, um, if school decides to shut down, and you know yeah. parents have got to stay at home to take care of their kids, then y- you would want to give them access to that because technically that's carer's leave. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You can't force an employee to get tested because the Department of Health um, has stated that they're only actually doing it under certain circumstances. Okay. Um, so you, yeah, you can't force an employee to get tested. You can. Tell the employee that you know you'd like them to go to a doctor and get a medical clearance, perhaps. Yeah. But okay. you can't, um, yeah, you can't force the employee to, to, to go actually go and get go tested. And tested yeah. yeah, that's
0: right. If an employer is worried about, um, say, someone has gone overseas and they have self-isolated for two weeks, but mm-hmm. they're still concerned, do, is there anything they can do to, I guess, stop the threat um, come uh, or because they've obviously got to worry about everyone else in the office? Correct, um, yeah. Yeah, is there anything they can? uh do or is that just a like a conversation that they have to have one-on-one
1: uh, look i would definitely say have a conversation with the employee if the employee yep. um you know says look yes i'm not feeling well or, i've got the sniffles or something like that then you might encourage the employee to stay home and take their personal um or sick leave yes um However, once they've passed that 14 days, they've met the mandatory self-isolation requirement. Yeah, if okay. the employer says, "I don't want you to come into work," and the employee is actually ready, willing, and able to attend work, yes, then the employee's entitled to be, continue to be paid while they're sitting at home. Okay. All uh, right. So employees want to be cautious about doing something that's not under the Department of Health requirements. Okay. Yeah. So
0: can you make them work from home?
1: Yes, yeah. so you can um, organise work from home arrangements. Yeah, um, not all roles are suited to it. Yeah, but if the employee you believe is capable working from home, um, make sure you have a very. I, I you're clearly communicating your guidelines you know your work hours are 9-5 to okay. so if I call you at 3 o'clock I need yeah. you to answer the phone Yeah. Um, yeah. so we've had employers where um, I had one call this morning actually and say I've called my employee three times and they're not answering the phone they are supposed will be working from home yeah, so okay. you want to make sure that your guidelines are very clear before you send someone off on to work from home yeah. and you don't have a policy around it so if you can develop a quick policy around it. Yeah. Or if you need a quick policy, then you give me a call. Okay. Um, and you know we can provide those policies. Say, okay, if you work from home, this is how it's going to actually work. I guess it's important not just to go ahead and panic and just go redundancies across the board because if it only lasts a month, you've lost all your good employees. Yeah. So you've got to be careful and strategic about how you're doing it and quite intentional about it. Yeah. Um, look at who your essential staff are. You know yeah. that you need to keep surviving um, with other employees, if possible. Um, whether there's alternate work for them, or even reduced work and by and by agreement.
0: Yeah. Um, okay.
1: Like I said earlier, you know, someone's working full time. Whether you can still offer fifteen hours a week. Yeah. Um, so it's and it's temporarily modified for that purpose. Um, and then when everything bounces back, then at least you've still got your workforce that yeah. you've, you know, invested in and trained, yeah, and yeah, not okay. lost all that talent. So, I guess. Redundancy may be essential. Yeah. Just be careful about how you do it because when things bounce back and you haven't got a plan on, you know. Yeah. Okay. Getting ready for the bounce back, then yeah, you, yep. you might see yourself in a predicament. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I have had um, a few employers uh, inquire about whether they can do that. Yeah. Um, yes, you can if you're paying well above the minimum award requirements okay um so you just got to be careful if you're reducing it that you're not reducing it below the minimum entitlement so right. you know if someone's on 80k and really realistically the minimum wage under the award for them is 45 you've got some buffer room there to yep. move with yep. um, but yeah if they're on the base award wage and you try to reduce okay. it even more then you're looking at underpayment claims so don't go there yeah um instead look at changing you know i guess the um the hours of work by agreement. Again, you can change a lot of things contractually by agreement. Okay. Um, Just
0: around, um, like, if things are obviously bad at the moment, if employers um, Mm. uh, ask the employees to engage in uh, reduced salaries or casual, um, is there any, any scope to give them some sort of trust that when things do improve that um, the employers aren't using it as a get out of jail free card.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So when you do varying uh, employees terms of engagement, um, you want to make sure that it's in writing. Okay. Uh, right, because you don't want to be a situation where you end up in he said, she said, and the employee's claiming that the employer told me X, Y, Z, the employer's saying, no, I didn't, and then you just end up in a battle. Okay. Um, so if you put everything in writing up front, and the employee signs in, the employer signs off on the variation, then it's pretty straightforward. And within that variation um, agreement, you would essentially say, you know, this agreement will last from this period to this period. Absolutely. And I think this is where it's very important for employers. Um, Your employees are going to look at you as the leaders in the business. Yes. And so as a leader, you've got to lead with some confidence and the facts behind you. So like I mentioned right at the beginning, Go to the Department of Health, go to the World Health Organization website, educate yourself on what the risks are and yep. what steps you need to take in terms of hygiene in the workplace.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, and then communicate that to the employees. I mean, there's even posters that you can download. So, oh, right. you, know, okay. you can post this up in your employee common area or your staff lunchroom, et cetera. Okay. Um, the most important thing is that you've got to lead with confidence and you've got to give your employees some kind of assurance because they're afraid that one they might there's a risk to their safety and two they don't know what's happening with their jobs so if an employer can't give some kind of hey this is what we're doing and we're doing our best to protect you and the business yes um then you're going to end up with employees just you know all over the shop essentially getting information wherever they can and they end up in this fear situation so you need to demystify the fear basically if people want to get in contact with me, then uh, phone's good, email's good too. Yeah. Uh, if they just email support at workplacepartners.com.au.
0: All right, well, thank you very much for, for coming in.